Okay, so this is going to be game-changing kind of episode. If you are someone and you're like, okay, I'm a single mom, I don't have time to date, I have chronic illness, I don't have time to date or the energy to get out there and date. If you're saying, okay, there isn't anybody out there to date, I live in an area where there isn't anybody to date, there's no single men near me, this is the episode for you. You have to listen to this um, because I'm going to give you the key to start to shift this experience, to shift this story that you're telling yourself. Welcome to the Loved Up Effect podcast. I'm Emily Bucknell, your dating, love, and manifestation coach, here to get you from feeling unloved, stressed out, and single to completely loved up and in the relationship of your dreams. If you're a smart, successful woman over 30 and you're wanting to find love, but no matter how much you want it or how hard you try, it just isn't happening for you, then you're in the right place. I'm here to answer your biggest and most frustrating questions when it comes to dating, love, and relationships in a way that no one else will, so that you know exactly what you need to do in order to manifest your absolute dream love. This is the Loved Up Effect. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello. So really, this is going to be an epic conversation about the limitations that we have and that we place on love that actually stop you from having that dream relationship of yours. Um, And these limitations so often, so often, like 99% of the time aren't actually, you don't see them as limitations. You see them as fact, as the way things are. Um, So I really want this episode to help you get underneath those limitations and start to like really see them for what they are, which is, which are limitations, limitations that you're putting on love, love, which is limitless. Um, And this will all start to make sense as I talk through this episode, obviously. (laughs) But honestly, what I love most about the work that I do um, is really all the incredible conversations that I get to have with you, with all you incredible women. Um, And if you haven't had a one-on-one conversation with me yet, please DM me on Instagram because I love having these kinds of conversations with you. Um, And generally what I find is these conversations, you know, when I say, okay, reach out with me with your problems or whatever, or I have people that reach out to me and say, okay, you know, the podcast episode really hit something with me or that post you did or whatever it happens to be. And they say, "I, I need to reach out to you because I have this thing that's, you know, my love life isn't what I want it to be, or I'm really struggling dating wise. Um, and I don't see a way out of it. Um, and I always find that these conversations, like these conversations first kick off with like what it is that you're finding most difficult about dating or finding love, like that story that you're in, what it is that you're experiencing. You know what? It might be things like you're a single mom and you just cannot find the time to date. Like it seems impossible. Like how on earth are you going to get the time away from your child to actually date and to have it go the way that you want it to and not feel like you're just wasting your time? Um, You know, another really big story I hear from people is like, you know, I live somewhere and there just aren't any single guys anywhere where I, where it is that I live, or I'm just not meeting them. You know, when I'm swiping online, they're just not there. There's no single men left anywhere. Um, Other quite common ones, people saying, you know, I have a chronic illness, you know, I have these challenges in my life um, and it's stopping me from being able to get out there and date. You know, I just don't have the energy or the time or the ability to get out there and date. And like I said, you're online dating and it's just, there's the same thing happening over and over and over again. Um, and I really want you even just now, like this episode is going to be a lot about doing this, um, bringing awareness to what the story is that you're telling yourself about your love life and about dating. Like, why is it so hard for you? What is the story that you're telling yourself? And 100%, yes, this is your experience. 
You know, and all of that is challenging. Everything that I just mentioned, obviously, yes, it is challenging. It is challenging. It's the thing that's standing in between you, you know, and having that dream relationship, getting out there and dating and having it go the way that you wanted it to. This is also, though, where you get stuck, where like 99% of women get stuck. This is where I got stuck, too. You know, because when you see something as a challenge, when you're like, oh my gosh, I'm a single mom and I cannot get out there and date, then that is only going to be what you see. You know, if you're someone and you happen to live in a small town and you're like, oh my gosh, there is no one, no one decent left to date here. Like the population is small anyway. What are the chances? Very, very slim. You know, what you see as a challenge, you know, it's only going to be what it is that you see. You know, I really want to come back to what is fact, what is fact, what is truth, universal truth. Like the universe is unlimited. Love is unlimited. You know, Gandhi, like Gandhi said, love is the most powerful force in the universe. It is unlimited. And what you're seeing right now, so the experiences that you're having in your life right now, these are only a tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny little sliver of all the possibilities, the opportunities, the experiences that are actually happening around you. Like what we see and what we experience of life is like the narrowest of narrow of what is actually out there. Like this is literally the way that we are wired as humans. You know, there is a lot, like in any given moment, there is a hell of a lot happening around us. You know, there are actually like 11 million bits of information per second coming at us. Like everything that you can see, you can hear, you can taste, you can touch, you can feel. You know, even just in this moment right now, start to bring awareness to everything that is happening around you. You know, obviously you can hear me talking, but what else is happening in the background? What can you feel? What can you see? What are you touching? What can you feel? What can you taste? There is so much information coming at us. But we only can consciously process. So what we consciously process is only about 50 bits of information at any one given time. So we have 11 million bits of information coming at us, but consciously, like we can only bring our conscious awareness to about 50 bits of information in one t- at one time. So even, you know, you using an example, you might be in a, ca- a really loud cafe or restaurant or something like that, where there's so much happening around you. There's so many different people you can see. There's conversations that you can hear, you know, plates scraping chairs, you know, the whole thing's happening. Like you're in a really kind of chaotic environment, you know, so there's all this like, oh, that lady's wearing a spotted dress and that guy, oh, he reminds me of my dad's best friend and the blah, 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 blah. Like there's all of this stuff coming at you. And in amongst all of that, You know, you can be in the loudest conversation ever and a friend sees you and screams your name and you're going to pay attention to that. Like that's the information that you're going to pay attention to and you can drown out all of the rest of it. You know, so what our beautiful unconscious mind does, you know, and it is like 95% of, does 95% of the work of our brains. What it does is it takes on all this information. So our unconscious mind is taking on this like 11 million bits of information and then filters out what we don't need so that when, so that our conscious minds don't get overwhelmed and we just focus on the 50 bits of information that are important to us. You know, so that is what we see. You know, all of the stuff that isn't important to us, we don't actually see. 
because there's so much information out there. We just see this teeny tiny narrow subsection of what is actually happening around us. Where this gets really interesting though is, is that what our unconscious mind does to filter this information, it deletes things that we don't, that don't seem relevant. You know, it generalizes and it distorts the information according to what we believe to be true or those stories that we're telling ourselves. You know, it's kind of like the algorithm on social media, like on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. (laughs) And even give you an example of this. So like Christmas shopping, Christmas shopping. So my husband wants his thing to like hold his big hat. Like, you know, he's got a big wide brim hat that he wears out on the farm and stuff like that. And he's, he wants like um, one of these things that you kind of put in your car that holds a hat so it doesn't kind of move around on the dashboard. He doesn't have to put it on the seat or on the ground, which is always dirty. <laughs> um, and because I searched, well, he actually sent me the link to this thing. <laughs> now, all the ads I get on Facebook are like for truck hat holders or cap holders. <laughs> like it's like I am now prime candidate to be buying these hat holders and it's all that I see. This is exactly what your unconscious mind does as well. You tell your unconscious mind what is important to you. Those stories that you're telling yourself are the stuff that you're telling your unconscious mind that's important to you. And that is therefore going to be what your unconscious mind shows to you. That's how it filters the information that's happening around you to prove those stories that you're telling yourself correct. You ain't going to see anything different. You are not going to see anything different. There's this epic Carl Jung quote, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. So 100%, you might be the single mom that's finding it really hard to find the time to date. And 100%, that seems like the truth. That seems like fact. That's like fate. That's like, this is where I am at. You know, and this is because though, you have this story playing in your unconscious mind. You know, this is the story that you're living. It's hard to date as a single mom. I don't have the time. And so what your unconscious mind do, is doing is filtering everything that you're experiencing, making sure that that is the story that you experience. You know, where no matter what you do, there just doesn't seem to be the time to date. You know, anytime there is, there's something else that fills that space or you just don't feel like it, whatever happens, but you get stuck in this place where it's like, well, I don't have the time to date. Your unconscious mind says, okay, I'll find all the information, you know, that corresponds to this story that you want to tell. And here you go. That becomes the experience that you experience, you know, and it seems like fact, it seems like fate. And you're in this kind of position where it's like, well, how do I find the time? There is no time. There is no time. You know, so you're looking for this time. You want to have the time to get out there and date. You know that you need to have the time to get out there and date. But there's that deeper kind of belief, that deeper story that's become ingrained. And so therefore, your unconscious mind is still going to work being like, okay, here's all the evidence that you need that you don't have time to date. Your unconscious mind is designed to always prove the stories that you tell correct. You know, and these stories have their roots. They have deep roots in the beliefs that you hold in your unconscious mind and the deeper programming that you have in in your unconscious mind. So again, really start to bring awareness to the story that you're telling yourself about finding love, about dating. What is the story that you're telling yourself? Because this is exactly what you're creating more of. And I want you to start to see it as just a story. It is just a story that you can change. 
you know, and all of this is why you get to this point, you know, the point where so many women reach out to me, where you feel so stuck. You know, it feels like there's nothing else you can do. There's no way, way to change your circumstances. You know, these stories are just so ingrained that you can't actually see any of the opportunities that are there to create change. You know, because you're so ingrained in this, well, it's not going to happen for me. There are no decent guys left. I'm running out of time to find love. I'm a single mom. I don't have time. I have a chronic illness. I can't get out there and date. And that is all that you see because your unconscious mind is filtering everything. So that is only what you see. You know, going back even to that single mom example, you know, perhaps you have a friend who has a teenager who's like super mature and awesome, you know, and you totally trust and your friend says to you, okay, so-and-so, she's ready. She really wants to go babysitting, start babysitting. But when you're stuck in this story of I don't have the time to date, you aren't going to see that as an opportunity for you to date. You'll be like, okay, cool. I just totally dismiss it. It won't even register to you. But when you actually start to change this story and say, okay, you know, I do have the opportunity to date. I can figure this out. I'm open to the opportunities that come my way. When that comes, your unconscious mind is going to say to your conscious mind, ding, 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 pay attention to this. Pay attention to this. Here's an opportunity for you. You know, your unconscious mind, like I said, it's going to delete, distort, or generalize information. So you keep living the story that you're telling yourself right now. And this is so much of the work that I'm here to do is like really to help you first become aware of the stories that you're telling yourself. Start poking holes in them and start saying, well, is this really true? What's a different story that we could start to create for you? So looking at those stories and then going deeper into those really deep rooted beliefs that you have about yourself, about love, about life and what's possible for you that underpin these stories. And then it's about just changing these stories. And importantly, you have to go to that deeper level and change those beliefs that you have. You know, change the programming in your unconscious mind and say, okay, this is the story I used to have. These are the beliefs that I used to have. This is what I want to now have because it's going to open me up to finding love. It's going to be open me up to new experiences, you know, and ultimately change the story that you're living right now. So a lot of this is the work that we do inside step two of the loved up effect. You know, essentially changing the way that your unconscious mind filters information around you so that you create and you get to experience an entirely new reality. And this is incredible. Like this is incredible when you actually get to experience this for yourself. You know, I've obviously experienced this for myself, which is why I'm here now teaching this. You know, I had so many of those stories. I'd never find love. I was always destined to be the single friend with all the relationship drama. You know, that there was something wrong with me, that no one awesome would really love me. You know, my dream guy didn't actually exist, that I sucked at dating, that I was running out of time to find love. <laughs> you know, the stories are kind of endless when you start looking for them. You know, and so I did this work. I was like, okay, well, if this is the story that I'm telling myself and this isn't what I actually want to be living, let's think about the story that I do want to tell. And what beliefs do I have to have to support those stories? What, the, what are those belief changes that I need to do at that unconscious level? You know, and I've spent years now, years, like nine plus years, looking at all the different tools and techniques and practices that are out there to change your beliefs. There are some epic ones now <laughs> inside step two of the loved up effect. 
So I used all these tools, these techniques, like really started to create these new neural pathways because this is essentially what you're doing. It's changing the way that your brain is wired and say, okay, well, if this is the story I used to tell, these is the, the way of thinking that I used to have, you know, or it's just constantly this, well, I'm running out of time to find love and the panic and the pressure and the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Let's change all of that. So I did the work to change those beliefs, to change the stories that I had. A massive turnaround in my love life in a matter of months. You know, went from really attracting no one, like, well, attracting the non-committal party boys that I ended up in situationships with, kind of relationships that were never going to end the way that I wanted them to, getting dumped all the time, not very good at dating, like just not attracting anybody, you know, to a couple of months later, attracting some incredibly awesome guys, getting really freaking good at dating and ultimately meeting my husband. You know, there are so many examples of this with the women who have gone through the loved up effect and experienced the same kind of change in their realities, you know, simply by changing the beliefs that they've had in their unconscious mind. So looking at those stories, what are the stories that you're telling yourself? What are the beliefs that underpin them? Let's change all of that. You know, Ali is someone who I know a lot of you are going to relate to. She lives in a small town, had these deep beliefs like there is nobody where I live, you know, who's decent to date. You know, she was like me. I remember doing this too. And I know there's a lot of you who relate to this as well. You know, looking like Googling, which town has the highest proportion of single men? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll move there. You know, I had somebody in my DMs in, in, on Instagram the other day. You know, I'm, I'm literally considering moving to somewhere that has, you know, more men to date. So she, so no, you're not alone if you feel that way. Um, but that's literally what she was experiencing. You know, she was like, okay, well, there's not that much point dating, wasn't putting a whole lot of effort into it. She was like, well, there's nobody there anyway, so what the hell's the point? Um, but we did the work to change the story. It's like, okay, well, if this is what you think, you know, and so often again, going back to that Carl Jung quote, we think that it's real and it's fact and it's exactly, you know, truth. Like there's no way to change it. You know, but when you start to say, okay, well, this is just a story I'm telling myself. What story do I want to tell instead? You know, you open the door for so much more to come in. You know, so we did this work. You know, we changed that, this, that story that she was telling herself. We changed the beliefs underneath it. You know, I started to poke holes in it and say, like, really? Do you actually know every single man that lives in this town? Is there nobody ever coming into this town that you don't yet know? You know, and obviously you can't say yes to all of those questions. It's like, okay, well, maybe there are someone, there are a couple of people and you just start to poke holes in this, start to change those beliefs using a lot of those tools that we have inside step two of the loved up effect. You know, I think it's also important to say that 99% of the time, these stories, they are deeply freaking ingrained. These are stories that you have been telling yourself for years. You know, these are these neural pathways that are so well worn. You know, that, you know, you don't even aware that half the time this is that story that's just on repeat at the back of your mind. You know, so it takes a lot of consistency, a lot of repetition, you know, or the tools that you'll find inside the loved up effect to actually start to create these shifts. But in starting to change this story, you know, she, she became open to the fact that there could indeed be incredible men that she didn't yet know in her town. Men in towns nearby, men that were coming into her town. So what her brain started to do was therefore show her opportunities that aligned with that, aligned with this impossibility that maybe there are actually men out there that she hadn't yet dated, that she didn't yet know. You know, so she got back into dating with more of a kind of open mindset of, oh, well, let's see. 
Let's see. I'm open to meeting these incredible men. They must be there. They, why not tell that story that they're there? You have to have that story that they're there. Otherwise, you're never going to actually meet them. Anyway, so she got back out there dating, met an incredible man who lived in the neighboring town. You know, absolutely freaking blown away. I'll never forget the message that she sent me where she's like, holy freaking moly, I didn't have to move. I didn't have to move. My whole experience has changed. You know, and I remember experiencing this too. I know I've told this story before here on the podcast. Um, but, you know, I had that belief, nobody decent left to date. There is nobody decent left to date. Nobody decent left to date. Nobody decent left to date. And that was what I was experiencing. I was like, there is nobody left to date. You know, did the work to change that story, change the beliefs underneath them. You know, and I remember driving through the city of Sydney after playing golf one day looking at my phone and there were like five messages from five different guys who were all incredible, all wanting to see me. And I was like, holy moly, there are an, are an abundance of incredible men today. And it was that moment that it kind of hit me. I was like, it's because I changed my beliefs. And look, my whole reality has changed. And then now looking back in hindsight, in that period where I was like, there is nobody decent left to date. There is nobody decent left to date. There were actually three guys that I remember who were interested in me. And they were like, I'd love to take you out, all of this kind of thing. And I discounted every single one of them. I said, they were boring, they were this, they were that, they gave me the ick, whatever. You know, which were bullshit excuses, honestly. <laughs> they literally were. Because operating from this place where there is nobody decent left to date, your brain isn't then, your unconscious mind, like I said, it is designed to prove you right. So even if you have this belief, there is nobody decent left to date and the decent men show up, you are not going to see them. And I didn't see these guys for how decent they are. Like me now would have gone back and said, yep, I'm there. Take me out. Let's see where this goes. Because I know, and I still know a few of them, you know, ha have the most incredible relationships with their wives, amazing dads, all of that kind of thing. But I discounted them because I was operating from this belief there is nobody decent left to date. So I really, I know there's a lot of you with this belief and with this story, you won't see them. You will never see the incredible men as long as you have that belief because your unconscious mind simply won't let you. You know, it's filtering the information. You have this belief, there's nobody decent left today. Your unconscious mind takes that as a sign, okay? Let's find all the non-decent men to date. That's all you're going to see. That is all you're going to see. It's not unlike too, like when you go, when you're considering buying a new car, you know, you and you start looking at a whatever, my very exciting white Toyota, <laughs> you know, and you're looking and you're like, okay, this is what I think I want. This is what I think I want. And then you go and you go drive home and it's like the only car that you see. You're like, oh my gosh, these cars are everywhere. I had no idea. It's because you start to tell your unconscious mind a different story. You start to say, well, this is important now. Those cars were always there. They were always there. But like I said, we have so much information coming at us that your brain is filtering out the stuff that isn't relevant. So if you've got that belief, there is nobody decent left to date, you ain't going to see the decent guys till you change that belief. Also, love this story too, Nina. So Nina, back during COVID, I loved, <laughs> I loved COVID. <laughs> I loved the belief that so many women had during COVID where it's like, well, now I can't find love because of lockdowns, because of the whole COVID thing. I'm never like, I may as well put dating on hold. 
another massive story that you're just telling yourself. And I loved, this is what I loved about COVID, was playing around with this belief, poking holes in this belief for people. Because it like love is bigger than friggin' COVID. And every time I talk about this, I always think of that book, Love in the Time of Cholera. <laughs> people could find love in the time of cholera. They can find love in the time of COVID. <laughs> but Nina had this, like, like so many women had this belief where it's like, well, like who knows how long lockdown, how long lockdowns are going to happen. There is no chance I'm going to find love now. You know, there's no chance. So we poked holes in this whole story. Like love's not bigger than COVID. Like, you know, we ha live in the online era. You know, you can meet up with people in parks and go for walks and have like, re like actually get to know someone, you know, before you get to the physical stuff. Like how freaking incredible. What an epic opportunity that is. You know, so we poked holes in all that story. We shifted her beliefs. And I love the universe's sense of humor because guess where she met her husband? <laughs> in a line to get a COVID test. I kid you not. You shift your beliefs, you know? So she was standing in that line being like, you know, well, maybe not specifically at that moment in the line, but she really got to this place where she was like, love can happen anywhere, anytime. Love is unlimited. I really want you to remember that. Love is unlimited. It can happen anywhere and anytime. So I remember her saying like, I'm just going through life now with that belief, with that story instead, you know? And that's how she's standing behind the guy that she's now married to and actually saw him. That's how all that came together. That's how her mind allowed her to see that opportunity because she had that belief. You know, this is such a reminder. I'm gonna remind you a few times of this. Love doesn't have limitations. It's us that puts the limitations on love and then that becomes what we experience. So, so much of this, like getting clear about the story that you're telling yourself really is getting clear about how you're limiting love how you're putting limits on your ability to find love because love is absolutely unlimited, absolutely unlimited. You know, and for those of you that might be struggling, like you might have a chronic illness or some reason why you can't get out there and date, you know, you feel like that's stopping you from finding love. Even the single moms out there who are like, oh, I don't have, like, I don't know when and how to do this. You know, Linda was someone who went through the loved up effect a while ago. Yeah, was suffering with a lot of different health issues, spent a lot of time in hospital, all of that kind of thing. You know, and she had a lot of those beliefs. You know, why would anybody love me? You know, I come with all of this, you know, all these issues and these problems and I can't get out there and date. How is love actually going to happen for me? There's no way. You know, and I reminded her, love has no friggin' limits. Love has no limits. It doesn't matter like what your health status is. You are still so insanely lovable. You're worthy of love. You deserve love. The universe wants to give you love. You know, and so she, we did a whole lot of work rewiring all of that story and those beliefs for her as well. And really got to the, her to this place where it's like, okay, love can come into my life at any time, anywhere. You know, and she actually got to this really epic place. Like this is my aim in life is to get you all to this place where you're just like, I feel freaking incredible as the woman as I, as that I am, you know, that I'm just so lovable. I'm just love my life. Like I call it sparkly AF. That's my aim to get you to that place. And she did get to that place. And she was like, you know what? Screw dating. I just want to just have this time with me feeling incredible. And it was so, it's so very funny because she went to go delete the dating apps and stuff like that, went on to one of them and saw that she had a message from someone. And so she looked at it and she was like, okay, this guy actually sounds pretty epic. And guess what, my friends, they are now married. 
Like I kid you not, when you start to lift these limitations that you have on love, love can finally freaking come in. And the best thing about this whole Linda and her beautiful husband is that she's, you know, since, since sent me an email and said, you know, he is with me through everything. You know, he's by my side at my hospital bed. You know, he's the support that I always wanted to have. You know, your health status doesn't matter when it comes to finding love. You know, and I think that's the other thing I want to remind you of in this day and age, freak, there are so many different ways that love can come into your life. But you have to be open to it happening. You have to be telling this story that it can happen. You have to be free of those limitations. And I get it can feel really hard. You know, it can feel really hard when that's that story that you've been telling yourself. And this is why those tools that you find inside the Loved Up Effect and having me support you through it, like so game changer, game changer to really pinpoint those beliefs underneath the stories that you have, give you the tools to actually shift them because it's all doable. It is all so doable. You know, inside the Loved Up Effect, there are also so many single women who have found ways to make dating work for them. Like when you start to say, okay, yeah, I may have limitations on my time, that's a whole other conversation we could go into as well. <laughs> Your relationship with time. But I'm open to the opportunities. I'm open to new ways of doing things. You know, so I know there are so many single women who now like do video calls before they go on dates, you know, to make sure it's actually worth their time. Phone calls beforehand. Dating when their kids are with the other parent. Letting family and friends help, which I know is a big thing. <laughs> that often we have a lot of resistance to. I know I used to. Like I couldn't possibly ask for help so I can do something that I want to do. Something that really is ultimately I want to have a relationship so I've got to get out there and date. Ask for help. Accept the help that's offered. When you start to say, okay, there's so many opportunities and ways that I can have people help me and support me, you'll notice how supported you are, that you're not alone, that there will be people that will help you so you can go out there and do what it is that you want to do. You know, it really is only when you shift your story from like, I don't have time to date, it's not possible, here are all the limitations, to like, I'm finding the opportunities. You know, I'm starting to see that love is unlimited. You know, then you start to see, your brain starts to filter information differently and you start to see the opportunities. You start to see all the ways that love, love is unlimited. So to finish up this episode, I really want you to get clear on what the story is that you're telling yourself. You know, what are those limitations that you're putting on love? Reach out, let me know what they are. Send me a DM on Instagram, email, whatever works for you. And if you want some help rewiring that story, you know, creating a different future, shifting those beliefs that are underneath those stories, really pinpointing those, then make sure you reach out because I have the most epic program completely loved up. It's the only way to access all three steps of the loved up effect plus one-on-one -on -one coaching. So if you are interested in diving deeper into this so you can start to see those opportunities, you know, so you can start to live a different story, ugh, make sure you reach out. And if you found this episode helpful, don't forget to leave me a review. I absolutely love it when you do. Just a couple of stars. Don't have to write a big thing. Share it with a friend. Share the love. And I'll talk to you very soon.